1: I I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh, uh, this shit is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. This shit is trump T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Dumb Gay Pandemic Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the weekend Coronavirus politics Like we're talking about reality TV
2: And this week Mm -hmm. The reality show Was the Democratic National (laughs) Convention And that shit was on every Single (laughs) fucking night So We had no choice but to make this episode, (laughs) the 2020 Democratic National Convention, a special.
1: Well, we haven't done a clip show since the last Democratic debate, and they're always some of our favorite episodes because we get to go back to our Bravo roots of watching TV, playing clips and talking shit about people.
2: They are some of the best episodes, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, because half of it's other people talking. That's right, because we don't we have to do less work. It's more work, but less work, but more work, but less work. You know? It's hard to say. It's hard to say. Mm-hmm. But before we kick things off, we got some new picture postcards for our drug den bulletin board, meow meow, mm-hmm. and a really nice Patreon message from Talisa Baranchek. Let's read what Talisa said. It really warmed the heart sickles. It really
1: did. She said Just listen to the Andrew Yang DGP. By the way, in case those of you just, this is your first episode, we did have Andrew Yang on, (laughs) and you should go back and listen. Just listen to Andrew Yang DGP. There were chills, tears, all the feels. So proud to be part of your community. As a recovering Bravo-holic myself, your dumb podcast has played a big role in my personal growth the past few years. I can't thank you two enough for being there for me in more ways than one, providing the facts I was embarrassingly unaware of the evil that is Mitch McConnell before you put his shit on blast. Endless laughs and Brandy's flawless Song recommendations Anyway is there any room left on the bulletin board For a dorky picture of me and my cat
2: First of all Yes (laughs) I don't know if you were created In a lab Talisa But if someone made a checklist Of everything (laughs) that goes Into an email To warm the heartsicles It was all of it Mm -hmm. First of all she had me at community Mm -hmm. She said our community Um, That just Brought a tear Uh, to the eye
1: It really did It was like we are now our own community
2: She said That she was a recovering Mm Bravo-holic, love that too Mm -hmm. Because we want everyone To quit Bravo and no one does But apparently (laughs) Talisa is the one person who's trying for us Mm -hmm. She said she didn't know shit Before this podcast, she didn't say that But she said before this podcast We always like for everyone to pretend They knew nothing about (laughs) politics until this podcast Uh, uh.
1: Well it's always the thing of loving like I was just never interested in politics I could barely watch the news And then I listened to you
2: (laughs) Well that's my truth That's my actual truth Well yeah
1: well you want to feel that you have a purpose You know like Joe Biden said you have to have a purpose
2: I didn't know shit about politics You could have begged me And put on a whole array of all my favorite drugs And alcohol and food out And then been like want to put this news on No (laughs) gross barf I don't want to watch that
1: Well I thought I knew something about politics (laughs) Turns out I did not only did I not know Anything about politics now I hate it Just kidding but now
2: (laughs) Exactly (laughs) I mean
1: it's just like Everything else you do for a living you end up Hating it just like what
2: should I do Don't follow your dreams because you'll end up (laughs) hating your dreams Now what you did know about Mammao is history this is what we've Come to know is that you are in fact a history Buff very good at history very interested in history, mm-hmm. yeah. Then the day, interested the day-to-day <laughs> ins and outs of the mechanics of politics. Nope. Even now, you'll be like, "Um, she's a senator," and I go, "Nope, nope. She's in, she's in the house." But so it's like politics is its own animal, you know. But you did know who Carl is
1: right? I know who Carl is who Carla Robina is. <laughs> you know
2: <what> I said, <laughs> and you're like, I think, because you did that old classic, "Ma'am, like when you go I think it's a red t- Dovetail <laughs> nuanced turtle from the Antarctic region but I could be wrong
1: What I've come to realize about myself Is that I might not <laughs> be able to remember Or articulate anything But the feeling inside Is one of knowing <laughs> it's one is
2: That you know it mm-hmm. right The so, feeling inside is that of knowing it uh, Yes, mm-hmm. And so. it comes true because you'll say <laughs> Just like I'll go do you know Who Donald Rumsfeld is and we're driving down the street I remember the moment so clearly and you're like, oh, I could be wrong. I'm thinking he was he was he was defense secretary, but I could be wrong. It's like she answered every single question about like the Bush administration, not wrong about one single one. And yet, on trying to audition for Mental
1: Samurai, I couldn't remember one state in this country that began with a letter F. And literally, said to the fucking lady who was auditioning me, there's no states in here that begin with F. And then she, of course, then went florida and i went i'm thank you and thank you for your time <laughs> goodbye and goodbye this i will is not why. be seeing you at
2: the callback ma'am well talisa just beyond and then mentioned the music and that's when we said is talisa putting one on here mm-hmm. because once she goes with the music i'm like huh but it still really made us feel so good really a lot and we there is plenty of room for you on the drug dumbbell. Bulletin board mm-hmm. we don't take anyone Down no. we take ourselves down because right, We have ourselves we have- <laughs> up there many times We have the stupid animals
0: uh,
1: I mean yes we can Afford to remove our own faces off of it Yeah
2: I'll start cutting out friends like I've said before there's a couple of people who tried To bring in some like bogeys some friends That don't listen they will be getting clipped uh, yeah, On out right so send no. your cat Send you send it immediately <laughs> Go on to post com. Order a p- picture postcard and, um, and send it to us, and it'll go right up. We we love our drug den mm-hmm. um, podcast Family. studio. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Community. 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 So, we got a very special picture postcard um, from an, one of our original 14 listeners. Her name is Rachel Beats. Now, Rachel has three super cute kids, and even though they aren't technically DGP podcast babies, Rachel does have a DGP podcast divorce that we are super proud of.
1: Congratulations, Rachel.
2: Now, as you know, meow meow, and like, I think it was 2018, Rachel sent us a a family portrait of her and her then husband and their three kids. Mm -hmm. His face was X'd out. Yes. She said he was a fucking douchebag tool Mm -hmm. who's out of her life. And, um... And basically then went on through our relations with her to let us know they had an inverted dick. You wrote a song about him with your guitar Mm. um, about what an ass fuck he is and how much we hate him.
1: We hate his fucking guts. (laughs) You know what I mean? He's a fucking piece of shit. Good for you, Rachel. You fucking turn your life around. You're an inspiration. You know what? The next song is going to be called You're an Inspiration.
2: So then last year she sent us a Christmas card of her and her three kids The kids are growing up. They're so cute. She looks like a different person without that sack of shit. uh, Literally a different person. And now we just got this postcard and no kids. It's just her living. I mean, the transformation. It's amazing. Read us the update on Rachel here.
1: J and B. Well, after three years of hurting, healing and finding happiness within myself, I came across the most wonderful man, Nick. Nick, I'm Nick. Hot.
2: Nick. Oh,
3: Nick. I'm here.
2: Nick, Nick, in near, Nick. You're not inverted, Nick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: Nick, you have a normal dick, Nick, <laughs> <laughs> everybody, you know, knock, knock, who is it? Nick's dick.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we have a character named Nick in like one of our scripts, and we would go for hours,
1: hours. Like, who <laughs> <"Nyuk?" laughs> is it, Nick? Is it Nick? Who's at the door,
2: Nick? No, <laughs> oh,
1: what are you watching
2: I'm wanting, Nick, Nick? Everyone named Nick is hot. It's a fact. And even Rachel's dude. So it's a proof. It's proof.
1: My kids adore him as much as I do. 2020 has brought such chaos and heartache, but somehow I found love and I couldn't be happier. I wanted to share my happiness with my besties, you and the fam. As always, I appreciate all the laughs that you give me one of the OG 14 Rachel.
2: She's in, like, a slip dress in the sunset. There's
1: water. There's uh, a balcony. There's Nick There's a a
2: slight breeze, a sexual breeze.
1: (laughs) There's definitely a sexual breeze. The children are off being watched by someone. Nick is tall and
2: tan. Nick is doing it. The level that they made sweet, beautiful love all over this balcony. It is going right up on the drug and bulletin board. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) ugh. the love the redemption it happened the redemption in that's it the
1: redemption of it all yep. and the love of it all i literally i love it i love it i'm so happy for you it's amazing that you did that I'm three
2: years her life is drastically honestly. changed she probably was just like at a certain point just like what in the hell where did i go wrong you know what i mean and yeah now look yeah because there's no wrong turns there's no wrong turns. right just a longer way to get somewhere oh. and it's probably more scenic <laughs>
1: oh you know? interesting that is true <laughs> one's never lost one just is trying to be found
2: <laughs> you loser one's never lost one's just late basically is the one's problem. never lost one's just late <laughs> yeah. um then you're just late one and now you stressed <laughs> out that you're late but you're gonna get there eventually you're just gonna get there late and that's gonna be awkward because you'd be like sorry about but i did bring wine <laughs> i mean that is true though that is true. love you rachel i'm glad you're still listening the kids are getting older uh it's just it's great we need the inspiration in 2020 it's just the constant. we really do it's a roller coaster of ups and downs yeah
1: i'm very inspired by rachel
2: all right now it's time to officially start our democratic national convention special real
1: quick real, uh-huh. real, real mm-hmm. quick real mm-hmm. quick before mm-hmm. we play the intro music um we just want to warn anyone who's easily triggered by vulgar rap music you are about to hear a very explicit rap song celebrating extremely aroused vaginas it might seem to some like a peculiar choice of intro music for our Democratic National Convention special, but for us it fits perfectly. For us, the song is about women's empowerment and the DNC was filled to the brim with awesome fucking women and the men who love them. So yeah, we are entering the age of the WAP and we humbly invite all of you to join us.
4: Ah. In this house, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you fucking with some wet ass pussy. House. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet ass pussy. Give me everything you got for this wet ass pussy. Now from the top, make it drop, that's some wet ass pussy. Now get a bucket and a mop, that's some wet ass pussy. I'm talking wop wop wop. that's some wet ass pussy. Macaroni in a pot, that's some wet ass pussy, huh. There's some
1: in this This year, the Democratic National Convention was held remotely due to, everyone, coronavirus. Coronavirus. Each night was hosted by a different female actor that are very involved in politics. They would basically stand on stage and introduce different pre-taped segments and live speeches filmed remotely. Night one was hosted by Eva Longoria. Night two was Tracy Ellis Ross. Night three was Kerry Washington. And night four was Julia Louise Dreyfus. I think it's Julia Louie dreyfus Oh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Well, I know this. I auditioned for and didn't get the part, so. Louise
2: it is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the, the nights weren't dedicated to any particularly party platform or person. The prevailing theme was, of course, the greatness of Joe Biden with the constant undercurrent of the ignorant danger of Trump. We have organized our favorite highlights from the four nights, keeping in mind that this is an hour show that always ends up being an hour and a half. And most (laughs) of our 14 listeners probably turn the shit off after 20 minutes anyway.
1: So we're starting with a clip from Michelle Obama's speech on the first night. Michelle seemed pretty disheartened and almost, um, I would say, sad but it hit the exact right note for the first night because no one was ready to be thrown in the deep end of, I love America, patriotic, memory lane, constitution, founding fathers, blah, blah, fucking. (laughs) So we wanted someone to keep it real while truly caring that it sucks and no one does that
0: better than Michelle Obama. Good evening, everyone. It's a hard time and everyone's feeling it in different ways. And I know a lot of folks are reluctant to tune into a political convention right now or to politics in general. Believe me, I get that. But I am here tonight because I love this country with all my heart. And it pains (laughs) me to see so many people hurting. I've met so many of you. I've heard your stories. And through you, I have seen this country's promise. And thanks to so many who came before me, thanks to their toil and sweat and blood, I've been able to live that promise myself. That's the story of America. All those folks who sacrificed and overcame so much in their own times because they wanted something more, something better for their kids. There's a lot of beauty in that story. There's a lot of pain in it too a lot of struggle and injustice and work left to do. And who we choose as our president in this election will determine whether or not we honor that struggle and chip away at that injustice and keep alive the very possibility of finishing that work. I am one of a handful of people living today who have seen firsthand the immense weight an awesome power of the presidency. And let me once again tell you this, the job is hard.
5: <laughs> it
0: requires clear-headed judgment, a mastery of complex and competing issues, a devotion to facts and history, a moral compass and an ability to listen, hmm. and an abiding belief that each of the 330 million lives in this country has meaning and worth. A president's words have the power to move markets. They can start wars or broker peace. They can summon our better angels or awaken our worst instincts. You simply cannot fake your way through this job. As I've said before, being president doesn't change who you are it reveals who you are snap crackle and pop
2: even just her describing the job was so complicated i love yeah complex and competing Mm -hmm, issues mm i was like i could i could chew on that for a good 10 minutes 100 (laughs) percent. and it didn't make you think like
1: obviously her whole entire thing was imagine donald trump trying to deal with something complex and competing or complicated and competing i mean i can barely even say the two words together so he's gonna have to deal with north korea trying (laughs) to help their people but also like the nuclear it's just like the constant competing and complicated and every single thing was pointed to he can't do it he can't do it and that she was able to And that she saw how hard it is, how utterly horrifying it is and how just devastating it can be. And this guy is in there. We can't we just can't suffer through it again.
2: And I mean, I could be wrong. But when she talked about like people that have paved the way for her Mm -hmm. and we, you know, she did just start a podcast and we have a political podcast. I just thought, is she talking about like our podcast, (laughs) like helping her (laughs) podcast at all? Because. You know well, I gotta say Michelle it hasn't Been easy people don't want to show up For politics mm. they don't want to listen to It and think about is <laughs> after all this Time we've been in here in the trenches Talking about this shit week in Week out really just pa- I feel paving the way for people to, to Come in and talk about it easily as if it's Fine to talk about
1: you're right we did Pave the way you're right she's standing
2: on our Shoulders <laughs> And You're she, welcome Michelle uh, yeah. uh, Good luck with your podcast I <laughs> hope it can be just even a fraction as successful As this one But then uh, Barack Obama went on the third night Which was basically all women's speeches Including Elizabeth Warren Who stood in a classroom with blocks Spelling out Black Lives Matter in, Behind her which was amazing Hillary Clinton who has mysteriously Grown out her hair into a <laughs> 60's Shoulder length <laughs> flip I don't know what She's it was, done it before it was, She's like, done it before from laughing? She likes to grow her hair out at times. <laughs> okay. You know what I
1: mean? She just likes it.
2: But the final speech before Kamala's speech was Barack Obama. And the level of shade <laughs> in his speech was so groundbreaking. I'm sure most of you guys have heard uh-huh. it. But if you haven't, it had all of social media gagging, okay? It was waps all around. <laughs> Get a bucket and a mop, because whop, whop, whop.
6: The one constitutional office elected by all of the people, is the presidency. So at a minimum, we should expect a president to feel a sense of responsibility for the safety and welfare of all 330 million of us. I learned that, too. Regardless of what we look like, how we worship, who we love, how much money we have, or who we voted for. Well. I have sat in the (laughs) Oval Office with both of the men who are running for president. I never expected that my successor would embrace my vision or continue my policies. I did hope, for the sake of our country, that Donald Trump might show some interest in taking the job seriously. (laughs) That he might come to feel the weight of the office and discover some reverence for the democracy that had been placed in his care. But he never did. For close to four years now, he has shown no interest in putting in the work, no interest in finding common ground, no interest in using the awesome power of his office to help anyone but himself and his friends, no interest in treating the presidency as anything but one more reality show that he can use to get the attention he craves. Donald Trump hasn't grown into the job because he can't
1: mm.
6: and the consequences of that failure are severe this president and those in power those who benefit from keeping things that's the right. way that's right those in power not just him counting on your cynicism mm-hmm. they know they can't win you over with their policies so they're hoping to make it as hard as possible for you to vote and to convince you that your vote does not matter that is how they win
1: that's uh that's right also Mitch McConnell Stephen Miller Mark Meadows Pompeo Beji B- B- G- Barr Jim Jordan Matt Gates um, Steve Mnuchin Jared Kushner every one of you should kill
2: yourselves how about that the shade the shade the shade never before here to within ever seen <laughs> on the planet Earth in a speech from a president, former or current, the people were floored. F- floored. Yeah. I mean, the cutbacks to like Rachel Maddow, mm-hmm. Joy Reid, Nicole Wall, it was just like, what <laughs> the fuck just happened? I mean, he treated it as just one more reality show that he could use to get the attention that he needs, craves oh burn and barack
1: obama burn. barack obama and the reason it's so scathing is particularly from him who's so you know not i don't want to use the, i want not nice necessarily
2: class even keeled never to be dragged through the mud right, right into the muck right doesn't get nasty right rises above because he had to yes held to a a Way greater standard than anyone could ever. And even, has yeah. just stopped giving, giving a fuck. That's <laughs> <up. laughs>
1: yes, right. So he, in his way, said, "Let me take these gloves off and okay. do some slapping across then, the face."
2: Yeah, do 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 One do. Finger Hello, sir. Time.
1: Hello, sir. Slap slap <laughs> slap 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 across the motherfucking face.
2: I can just say this. I don't know if he's got a deviated septum, but I could hear him breathing and it was giving me all of the feels. He's just a human being. Yeah. Hearing him breathe. It was just like... (sighs) I just felt less alone in the world. I don't I can't explain it. Yeah, no, that makes sense.
1: I think the because of the way that this whole thing worked on um, virtual or because it's whatever, we heard a lot of breathing. Yeah. And so we well, know that a lot Obama's of Obama's peop- deviated septum was
2: <laughs> humanized him and right. comforted me in an in a, in a indescribable way. It's, it's nice. just, you know, it, 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 yeah, it was, it was, it was nice. Yeah. Okay. So then the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, gave a speech. And when we say she was (laughs) snatched, the bitch was scorching. Okay? She was a blowtorch. Nancy Pelosi is a human blowtorch. Okay? Our obsession with Nance Mm. Pelosi is not new. We have a podcast episode from March 2019 called Nancy Pelosi's Arms. Okay? She is the total package to us and hands down one of our biggest role models. (sighs) She... Can you hear me breathing? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she is the speaker of the House of Representatives, which is one branch of Congress. You have the Senate, which is led by Republican turd burglar Mitch McTurtle, and then you have the House of Representatives. The House has approximately 450 members and she is the boss of all that <laughs> shit. Not to mention if Trump goes down and Pence goes down, nance Pelosi is who becomes president. The bitches fire and we stand. So if you're new here or you don't know, don't care, or just don't remember how fucking rad she is, here's her story in a nutshell, which played at the convention before her speech. I was never raised
7: in a way that I would be running for public office. It didn't interest me. When I graduated from college, I got married, had five children in six years. So it's that was my years. life. She
4: spent six years pregnant.
7: When the children were grown, the opportunity to run for
4: Congress came along. She ran because another woman said, run, and she won, starting on a path that would make history the first woman speaker of the house.
7: For our daughters and our granddaughters, today we have broken the marble ceiling.
2: most powerful woman in the world. In her,
4: so many saw themselves.
7: I did feel a real responsibility to other women as I stood on the shoulders of those who went before.
4: Now, it was her turn to
7: say, run.
4: And run they did, winning and making her speaker once again.
7: We didn't have a speaker who would bring a gun bill to the floor. We didn't have a speaker who would bring a dreamers issue to the floor. We do now.
4: And that's good for every American. But not everyone was on board.
7: Nancy Pelosi, Pelosi, Pelosi. I'm a mother of five, grandmother of nine. I know a temper tantrum when I see (laughs) one. The power of the speaker is awesome. Awesome. It's all pictures. If you want to go into the arena, you have to be prepared to take a punch. But you also have to be prepared to throw a punch for the children.
5: ...punch for the children. children.
4: (laughs) From running the house to Speaker of the House and taking on the White House unapologetic, unafraid.
8: Madam Speaker. Congratulations, Madam Speaker. Madam Speaker.
4: Madam Speaker. Madam Speaker.
1: Madam Speaker. Chills. When I tell you, (laughs) and I would urge you to go watch it because what you don't get to do is see the blowtorch the human blowtorch walk out of a helicopter walk out of it's as if it's a literally it's like watching arnold schwarzenegger walk out of a fucking blow up scene in commando
2: she walks out of like the like the the halls of congress with like a trench coat and throws on shades (laughs) and is like peace bitch she is so uh, 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 watching her just walk out of a building yeah is exciting because she's constantly throwing deuces to all the fucking haters yep I mean, the, the name of this episode needs to be 2020 Democratic National Convention Special, parentheses for the children. Okay. <laughs> and that's the name of it.
1: How genius is that? You
2: have to learn, you have
1: to be able to throw a punch and you have to be able to take a punch and you have to be able to throw a punch for the children. For the children. I mean, bitch. <laughs> bitch. Bitch. For the children. Bitch. Just, I mean, and anyone, and we've had to deal with, and I know that there's people out there who don't like Nancy Pelosi and certainly. And you're wrong
4: so period conversation the end and and first speaker end. of
2: the house first woman speaker of the house and first person to bring a dreamers bill to the floor so i don't care what your criticism is take it fucking elsewhere we're not going to listen to it yeah. we're done even placating that fucking attitude if you don't watch her speech <laughs> simply to see her in stark white mm. snatched mm-hmm. she looked incredible
1: i will say that um the glamour that she's bringing mm. The glamour attached to the power, the power attached to the humility of knowing how much power you have, and of also understanding what that power can do for people, and that power isn't just about you, is goddamn intoxicating, and she's a fucking star, and a queen, and a king.
2: You know what it is And like I'm about? not going to hear anything it's whop.
1: else. It's wop. It's WAP. WAP. That's whop. why it's, it's WAP. energy. That's why it's WAP. a
2: big dick energy. That's
1: yes. just
9: WAP energy. It is. That's right. It's WAP energy.
1: Okay, so one of the pillars of these conventions is that people nominate the chosen person for president. It's slightly redundant and
2: pretty outdated, but it's a
1: tradition nonetheless. And they did it in this convention, full stop.
2: So the first person to come out and quote unquote nominate Joe Biden was an elevator operator in Manhattan that met Joe Biden on his way up to a meeting at The New York Times. This girl blew our minds so hard, you guys. Not only is her nomination speech completely heartwarming and beautiful, she is such a natural-born public speaker, she needs to immediately go and do a TED Talk and then go on (laughs) tour and take over Tony Robbins' empire Mm. since he's white and gross and abusive and his veneers buck.
4: I take powerful people up on my elevator all the time. When they get off, they go to their important meetings. Me, I just head back to the lobby. But in the short time I spent with Joe Biden, I could tell he really saw me, that he actually cared, that my life meant something to him. And I knew even when he went into his important meeting, he'd take my story in there with him. That's because Joe Biden has room in his heart for more than just himself. We've been through a lot and we have tough days ahead, but nominating someone like that to be in the White House is a good place to start, that's why I, nominate my friend joe biden as the next president of the united states
2: i mean so i got so obsessed with this girl her name is jacqueline brittany julie was in the other room she'd already seen it i then made her come back in and watch it again and we watched a few more times and then i couldn't stop because Mm. she's so there is something so intoxicating Mm. about her the way she owned there's so many people that are going to do that even though we do this podcast and it's like wow that doesn't sound authentic I mean you know what I mean like it's hard it's embarrassing you're standing yeah. there she's in the fucking elevator right. she's in her elevator uniform right, right. and it's like it turns out that he was on his way up to a meeting at the New York Times and the meeting was that they were going to choose the, the candidate that they were going to um, endorse mm-hmm. and they had so they were meeting with everyone Elizabeth Warren Bernie all of the above they're meeting with all of them supposedly the meeting went atrocious and he had an awful feeling that made him feel like shit. Cause we all know the New York times can go suck a bag of dicks, <laughs> but what can we do? You know what I mean? So, um, but he's on his way up to this meeting where he probably should be focusing. He knows the stakes are high. He knows the stakes for the country are high. He knows he wants it. He needs it. Whatever people are expecting him, the pressure. Blah, blah, blah. He sees this girl <laughs> You know what I mean? And there's video of it, not just like her own pictures with her own iPhone that someone else took a video that they didn't know was happening. And he's just being so nice. He asks her if, he has a, if she has a phone so she can, he can take the selfie. And then he goes and bombs this meeting. And it's like the irony of the fact that he touched this girl so deeply and made her feel like she wasn't just a fucking bottom-feeding elevator-operating mm-hmm. worthless piece of shit. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what Michelle Obama says in her fucking speech where mm-hmm. she said... He needs to make every American in America feel like their life matters. And that's what yep. Joe Biden literally did. He wasn't vice president anymore. He wasn't president. He wasn't the nominee. He was nothing. He was running. And he made this girl feel like she mattered. I really
1: think that he um he can't even help himself, especially when it comes to working. People who are working in jobs that are even trans like that's like a she's like security and yeah. whatever. And he like really he feels like that's where he's from. That's what his parents were. That's what he feels. He took the subway and the train. Yep, to work and read every a book in two days. Day that's her favorite thing for thirty thing. years. Yeah. And then because of the train that he took, he became friends with the guy on the train that does the thing on the train. And they've known each other for thirty years. And then that guy gave a whole thing about how, oh my god, he like knows his whole family, and he's a. It's just like he really, truly, authentically is that guy. He really, truly is. After Jacqueline Brittany's amazing elevator inspiration, we were off to the races with the Joe Biden tear jerking, touching, heartstring wrenching Joe Biden stories. At one point, a little boy named Braden Harrington came on reading a speech he'd written about Joe Biden, helping him with his stutter. It was really sweet and he did a great job, but we're going to skip it because he's a kid and we don't have all day. We are, however, going to play you the moment that Braden references in his speech when he met Joe Biden at an event in New Hampshire, and Joe Biden promised to mentor him on his stuttering. Hey, what's
8: your name? Oh, this is my son, Braden. Hey, Braden, how are you, man? We're here because he stutters, and we wanted to hear you speak. Oh, man, come on. I tell you what, don't let it define you. You are smart as hell. You really are. You can do that. Can I get a phone number for you, and I can tell you how what I used to do and how I would do it. Can you take his phone? Because Absolutely. there's about 25 stutterers I continue to work
7: with.
2: 25. And
8: I can tell you the things that helped helped me. I know, by the way, the hardest thing is talking on the telephone, so I don't expect you to be able. To. When I stuttered, I used to t- 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 talk talk like 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 this and it took a lot of practice but i promise you i promise you you can do it i promise you and don't let it define you you're handsome you're smart you're a good guy i really mean it. don't let it define you and you know when i say i know about bullies you know about bullies kids who make fun it's going to change honey i promise you
2: I mean, when he said he wanted to get his phone number and then said, and and by the way, I know talking on the phone is the hardest part. Like the kid probably immediately got a feeling of like uh, anxiety, like overwhelming, like I can't talk on the phone. I don't want to talk on the phone. Don't call me. I'm going to stutter on the (sighs) phone. I can't do it. And he knew that. So when he called him, honey, (laughs) just
1: (laughs) when he said the thing about the bullying, that's when the kid sort of started to cry a little bit, which is
2: when we all start to cry a little bit and you can't see the little boy because he's well because you're just listening and the, the little boy's really really quiet anyways right very at that point his confidence you can see the difference between julie found this video um the difference between him and then when he finally has the relationship right. with him over the last right. year right and then goes on the convention his confidence he's a different kid different kid and you know he's getting
1: bullied and i would imagine that part of You know you know we don't know if that Kid's parents could have him in special Things and with you know because the question Is why isn't he seeing someone to
2: for He he, he is
1: however Joe Biden However is so in tune with Being bullied and fucking stuttering That he knows that once The vice president and Then the president (laughs) is now this Kid's friend that kid's gonna have the confidence Off the charts and is gonna be able to Just just walk in a room Just be able to talk like changes someone's life It's so
2: Tell them sweet. what to search me out So on right. YouTube so if they need to see If you feel like you need to have your heart ripped out And <laughs> shredded up with a razor blade <laughs> That's rusty Then you should watch it because when the little boy starts crying <sighs> And he grabs his neck and calls him honey I mean yeah. I can't not yes. Wop 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Wop 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 Exactly
1: that's all we can say is wop wop <laughs> Wop I mean you know
2: um, you got to just look up Joe Biden. Oh, Brayden, Braden, New Hampshire. OK, right. New Hampshire is the key to finding the clip. They're in a
1: line. They're at, they're going to a New Hampshire town hall. And the clearly the dad was able to. I don't know how they hooked it up, but he they he saw them and met them. And it just is that moment. And it's it's worth it. Oh, Joe Biden is such a nice and solicitous guy. We can't tell you how many stories there were about him calling people and being just so thoughtful. The package about his friendship with John McCain would make a grown man cry. And it did. Me. (laughs) Uh, uh, But it's too visual for us to play here, so we would recommend searching it on YouTube. It's an incredible tribute to their friendship. And it's a nice reminder that
2: Republicans and Democrats can be friends and can work together. That said, the Joe Biden pre recorded package that stole the whole convention wasn't even about Joe Biden. It was about Jill Biden. <laughs> now, we've both always loved Jill Biden, but it's really Julie that's always known how awesome she will be as a first lady. I just never even really thought about it, and I even still didn't when Joe Biden got the nomination. It wasn't until I saw this little featurette on her from the second night of the convention that it hit me. We get Jill Biden in the White House again. (laughs) I mean, it's just, it's, 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 it's WAP, it's it's WAP. There isn't much in the package that I didn't know, but just hearing from her and them together... And realizing that we get her again, and that she's a teacher and she's so kind and she's so caring, just like him, but she's also so kick-ass and fucking mm-hmm. hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but listen to this shit and prepare to get hyped for our future.
10: I have a rule that I never think of anything negative when I'm running) When I set my mind to something, I find a way to get it done.
8: She is so damn tough and loyal.
2: So she's jogging during this.
8: When I met Jill, I knew. My brother said, there's this woman, you'll really like her, Jill. So I gave her a call, and she had a date that night.
10: You said, um, do you think you could break your date?
8: Oh, that's right. And, and, and what would you
10: do? <laughs> well, I called, and... Uh, told the guy that I had a friend in from out of town and went out with Joe.
8: I was 30, and I was a senator, and I was a widower. Several years earlier, a tractor trailer broadside my wife and three children. My wife was killed, and my daughter was killed. I, I wasn't big on the, the whole date scene thing, but when I met Jill, I fell in love with her when I saw her.
10: He said, I'd really like to see you again. So he, he's looking at his calendar and he's, oh, Thursday. No, no, I'm really busy. No, I'm busy Friday. How about tomorrow? And I thought, buddy, you just blew your cover.
8: She's owned me since then. <laughs> the boys fell in love with Jill, too. I'm brushing my teeth one morning and they came running in, and Bowen and Hunt said, Dad, we think it's time we marry Jill.
10: <laughs> Swear to God, Ooh, I asked
8: her to marry me five times.
10: He proposed five times. It wasn't just my heart that was on the line. I loved the boy so much. I had to be sure that it had to be forever.
8: Now I'm going to ask you one more time: Will you marry me? She goes like this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She put us back together She gave me back my life She gave us back a family We were raised with the same values
10: I grew up in Willow Grove, Pennsylvania Right outside of Philly My mom was English, Scottish And my dad was Italian My grandmother made the homemade noodles that would hang, you know, and she'd be drying her noodles.
8: They're a very close family. She's the oldest of five girls.
10: She's kind of like the godmother of all of us. I think we've all seen the feistiness in her. There was a bully in my school. She marched up the street and knocked on his door. And I punched him right in the face. My father fought in World War II. He was a signalman in the Navy, and he was very patriotic. He would take us to watch the Blue Angels, and he was so proud. We worshiped our mother. I can picture her so well reading for hours. She just loved to read, and that had a great influence on me. I went to college at the University of Delaware. Then I taught in the high schools. I mean I got up every single day so excited to go teach. When I married Joe, I took off time to establish myself as the boy's mom. We don't use the term stepmother.
8: Bowen Hunt said no, we have a mom and a mommy. Our mommy died. This is our mom. And then along came Ashley
10: and uh, our family was complete. Yep. Mm-hmm.
4: When I was growing up, mom was fun. The headbutting started when I was a teenager. There was some conflicts. She dealt with it by taking up running.
9: She started to basically run marathons.
8: I never ever doubted that anything she set her mind or she could do. I got to hand her her doctorate degree in education at the University of Delaware. You
10: you do. Well let's turn it positive. So you you will pass it. I would say
3: she's not your average grandmother. Yeah. She you know, she's the grandmother who wakes you up at like what was it like five AM on uh, yeah. Christmas Eve to go soul cycling. Yeah. Her, so. We have a lot of stories. Yeah, she's a prankster, she's very mischievous. Like, when she goes on a run, sometimes she'll find like a dead snake and she'll pick it up and put it in a bag and she'll use it to scare someone. Oh!
10: That's a classic Jill. She wasn't really a Washington person and I don't think ever imagined herself being part of that. When Joe was elected to vice president, I just thought, hey, I gotta step it up here because there are things that I really care about. Having had a father in the military, having a son deployed in Iraq, I saw the need to support military families.
3: Dr. Biden could draw anyone in and they felt like they were talking to an old friend. That is one of her superpowers.
10: When she was second lady, Jill told me that she would like to continue teaching at community college, and I said, that's insane, you cannot possibly do that. I said, I know I can do both jobs. I never saw her on any day of the week where she wasn't carrying a huge stack of papers to grade.
8: As second lady, she was teaching full-time for eight years, 15 credits a semester.
10: These were students who wanted to be in your classroom, and I saw their tenacity, and they were taking care of children, just like I had done. She gave 100% from
7: her energy to the students. She's a great teacher.
8: Teaching is not what Jill does, it's who she is. Jill just simply cares. She cares about other people.
10: When Bo was diagnosed with brain cancer, Nobody knew what we were going through. The Secret Service, you know, they're not supposed to react to your life or what you're doing. They would whisper, I'm praying for you.
0: Mom,
8: it's your strength that holds this family together. And I know that you will make us whole again.
10: You never stop grieving ever but you do have to find purpose. I run for hope. Please welcome my husband Joe Biden running for president is too tough to not be together. The future first lady of the United States. That's right. There you go.
3: If Dr. Biden is our first lady, the country will be getting one of the best humans that we have.
10: She has been through some really tough things in her own life, and she knows how hard it can be.
8: American people in their heart know that she fight like hell for them.
10: We all need community. We need to depend on others for our strength. All American families, we all need each other.
2: Even she knows. They really had to come in with that Melissa Etheridge on that ass. <laughs> I mean, kudos to the people that made these packages. Honestly, I don't yeah, know. Do you think yeah. it's all one team? I I have been p- pondering and yeah. thinking about it.
1: And um, I, I have I would assume that one company does the production for the entire thing and they pawn it off on different producers for different people.
2: Yeah. Like we're going to play the granddaughters, you know? all of Biden's granddaughters. Um, Talk about him We're going to play that clip next Obviously these were a shared Because the girls are giving an interview But I'm wondering Yeah the Nancy Pelosi Was that a different team Maybe same company head as this Because it's all great Every single Mm -hmm. shot Obviously Jill Biden Became this prolific runner To deal with I guess Conflict with her daughter (laughs) And she said in the very beginning Of the package if you missed it That her one rule is And Julie and I have watched And listened to this thing 20 times at least at this point she doesn't let herself think about anything negative while she's running and she runs every right, morning right so every song they played though they played all these shots of her running and whatever they all had the word sun it was all about sunshine and the sun mm-hmm. and sun sun sun, mm-hmm. sun sun sunshine it's pretty like crazy what what she makes people feel even yep. though just putting this together and it was like they couldn't put a song in there it wasn't like bright brightening right I do
1: wonder if those are songs she likes I kind of wondered like what's on Jill's oh what's on her play- phone That's what's on her playlist question. what's Joe listening to what's Kamala listening to well after hearing the Jill Biden video and hearing about how she picks up dead snakes when she's on her daily run in order to scare her granddaughters we must hear from the granddaughters so Joe Biden has Four granddaughters and one grandson. The grandson wasn't allowed in the video, which I think it goes without saying. I appreciated it. <laughs> um, he's like 10 and he's the son of Bo Biden. He has one sister named Natalie who is in the video. And then Hunter's daughters are Maisie, Naomi, and Finnegan. Now here's all four of the girls talking about Joe Biden and their relationship with him.
3: <laughs> wow. I think you guys might have thought we were smaller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
8: interview take
3: 1 No no this is good,
8: okay, good. Okay. so
3: what do I know about your grandfather <laughs> Um he's always eating ice cream Usually it's like Probably vanilla vanilla yeah, with chocolate sprinkles with chocolate sprinkles vanilla on a regular night No no chocolate chip and no, chocolate and... The briers that have half chocolate and half vanilla. Mm. He likes ice cream in
0: hidden ways. Yeah, yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> eating Grabbing it like
0: in the freezer yeah. so that like he eats my it grandma doesn't the freezer. see.
5: He like hides it.
0: How often does he call you? Like
3: every day, yeah, every, every day. day. Like if we don't talk to him for like a day, he'll it's, ask what's wrong. Yeah, yeah. he'll yeah. think we're like not a lot. He always calls with <laughs> the same Aww. energy, even after <laughs> he's sad. just done 15 interviews in a row. Hi, Pop. I was just talking about you. I don't necessarily pick up every day, but yes. I have a lot of voicemails. <laughs> he will pick up our calls no matter where he is. He'd be like on stage giving a speech, and we'd call him, and he'd be like, "What's wrong? Is everything good?" He'd yeah. be like, <laughs> "Just going no, to check uh, in." Yeah.
6: <laughs> what does the word family mean to you?
3: It's a lot of time together. It's like yeah, I don't we've really know s- we've grown them. up together. He's made sure that every single tradition, every holiday, we're all together. I don't think that there's been any decision, no matter how big or small, that we haven't decided as a family. Pop told us that this election would be totally different from any other election ever.
5: He was worried how it would affect his kids,
3: whether or not we wanted to go through another campaign and be scrutinized by the press. There'd been talks of a big meeting coming. It's normally called by the parents, I would say, but this time it was called by me. I came down from Penn and Maisie came up from DC and my cousins lived down the road. He thought we were calling a meeting sort of to like discuss, you know, whether or not we wanted him to, but really we were calling it to be like, get in that race, hurry up. We just knew that he had to run and we weren't gonna take no as an answer. At the end of the day, I think we're all very happy we had that meeting.
8: All right. Well, when you get back there, give me a call
3: to tell me how the whole
8: thing went. Okay.
3: Okay, I will. I love you, baby. I love
2: you too. <laughs> yeah, he's like, tell me what they're asking <laughs> you. <laughs> what the fuck are you, dumb idiot, saying?
1: <laughs> he's just so sensitive he's- and sweet. And who? T- I mean, whom? Do- you know, I felt so guilty after watching that.
2: No, I think because he calls them, they said he thinks they're not alive. I think he's had too many shocks of losing Mm. loved ones that Mm -hmm. if a day goes by one he panics because he doesn't know what's happening Mm -hmm. and two he's like don't let i can't let anything go unsaid (laughs) it probably becomes exhausting right because he can't he physically can't at this point yeah it's pretty it was a it was a charming one-two punch of the of jill and those granddaughters the family is very appealing yeah they're very appealing
1: every single one of them they're all likable
2: we're waiting on Ashley. She was born in 81. She doesn't have any kids. We love that, too. Her husband's name's Howard. Go God, don't even have any kids, <laughs> Ashley. Get your fucking life. Get your fucking life. There's enough kids floating around. Oh, God.
1: Well... There were so many stories of Joe Biden's kindness and benevolence, the level of thoughtfulness with which he calls people and remembers names and details. I mean, it was literally story after story after story of people doing something important and the phone ringing and they are expecting it to be their mom. But it's Joe Biden. (laughs) Here's Julia Louis Dreyfus on the last day of the convention telling one such story.
11: Okay, these last few nights have been going so well, we decided to add a fifth night where we will just play Michelle Obama's speech on a loop. <laughs> I, uh, I first met Joe Biden when I was doing my show Veep. I played the vice president, and he was, in fact, the vice president, and we hit it off immediately. Soon after, I was asked to be on the cover of a magazine remember those? And I was so excited. It was like, oh, what's it going to be? People or Vogue or Rolling Stone? Well, it turns (laughs) out it was for Arrive, the official onboard magazine of Amtrak, which nobody ever reads, (laughs) even though it's free. And the day it came out, my phone rang, and it was the vice president telling me, he loved the cover and the whole article and that it was one of the best issues of ARRIVE he had ever read. And that is just one of the many reasons that I wanted to be here tonight for Joe. And to remind you that Joe Biden not only knows how to read, but also he reads everything.
1: I mean, I just, it's, uh, how, he must have a, t- you think, I think to myself, how the fuck Where do you find the time, first of all, even to talk to all these people? You have 25 stutterers you're working with. How do you remember everyone's (laughs) number? How are you calling them? When do you find the time to talk to them? For how long do you talk to each person for? You're dealing with four granddaughters, a grandson, your own two sons, a daughter, a wife, your friends. You've got Obama. You've got Michelle. You've got, I mean, he, just his family alone would keep you busy for the day. Now we're dealing with Braden. Now we got Julia. Now we got Jacqueline Brittany. Now we got the guy on the train. <laughs> he talks to so many people and remembers. And then the, just to even think that he saw her on the cover and he's going to reach out. and
2: I, I swear, Julie's already said it, but it was if you didn't watch the convention, it was literally at this point by the fourth night, the 20th story about him calling someone. <laughs> yes. There had already been a thing, even just with Amy Klobuchar, which we were going to play, which stuck in my head, where um, Cory Booker talked to Bernie and Amy and all the previous right. candidates, Elizabeth Warren. And he asked them all for their you know favorite Joe anecdote. And Amy Klobuchar's was like she was on the Senate floor you know late at night doing some whatever fucking filibuster some bill all night and you know you know how that goes and joe biden spent years and years and years and years and a million years Mm -hmm. in the senate and she's like all i can hope is that my mom was watching it on c-span and saw me someone (laughs) cared that i did the stupid thing all night on the senate floor you know it's completely thankless they never it's never glamorous they never get any attention until now and she said the next day her phone rang and she fully expected it to be her mom. And no, it was Joe Biden yeah. saying, you did awesome last yeah. night, Amy. <sighs> he was the only one who acknowledged that she, that he even saw it. Anything that she did, you know, and it's like, it's shit like that. It's like, it's the level of thoughtfulness that is usually only attributed to women and women with lots of time on their hands, right? People who are just the details the the small nuance of yep. care yep. and thought that really make it's the little things like that that make people feel special mm-hmm. and it's what the, the way they described jill biden too that you talk to her five minutes and she makes yeah. you feel like you're the her best imagine, friend most important person exactly
1: the even when you don't mean to be thoughtless just because you're tired and you just can't deal i couldn't i don't i can't imagine opening my mouth and speaking a sentence i right. could i not i just gotta wait or
2: whatever but not him he's got he says no time, and that makes time for everybody. If he doesn't say <sighs> what he was thinking, God. they could die, and he won't get to say it. I'm right. telling you, he's got this thing. Right? He's a very unique, and we all are. We're all unique snowflakes and butterflies, shaped <laughs> by our experiences, and, and we go into the, the cocoon and we come out, and with the metamorphosis, and da da da. But he's the one. He is a very, very singular, unique person shaped by so much um, success and. Pain and then success. It's like he has lived the year 2020 his entire life since <laughs> yeah, he's 29. Right, right. And he's right. now 80 or whatever it is. Right. It's been a lot of 2020s for this guy. Yeah. And it's shaped him into somebody who doesn't wait till tomorrow to tell someone he right. loves them or he's proud right. of them right. or he likes them or he's sorry. Right. I mean, it's just, it's pretty and special to have him as president. We're going to yep. be really, 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 really lucky. Really fucking lucky. <laughs> Okay, so Julia (laughs) Louis Dreyfus was pretty fucking funny the whole time. Mm -hmm. She definitely brought the irreverence needed on the last night, which being that it was all culminating in Joe Biden's big speech. It was, you know, it was just real heavy handed as far as the feels and the significance of everything and the importance of everything and just a lot. Yeah. And she was, thank God she was there because she was, she just kept lightening it up and lightening it up and and she was funny she was great yep here she is talking to our super good friend (laughs) andrew yang after his awesome speech they are discussing kamala debating mike pence Mm -hmm. when and if that will happen and how awesome that will be and making fun of the conservative media for being incapable and uninterested in pronouncing kamala harris's name right so what did you think about kamala harris's speech last
11: night
6: it was tremendous. I was so happy for her.
11: I know, me too. She was fabulous. I cannot wait to see her debate. Our current vice president, Mika Pines. <laughs> or, uh, is it Paints?
0: It's pronounced Ponce, I believe.
11: <laughs> oh, some kind of weird foreign name?
1: Yeah, not very American-sounding.
11: Yeah, that's what people are saying. Strongly. <laughs> well, uh, thank you, Andrew. And please give my regards to the gang.
6: I will. They're right in the next room. Have a great night, Julia.
2: Thank you so much. I it, it, by the way, Andrew Yang coming in with the timing. Oh, excuse you're <laughs>
1: sorry that you're a natural at the comedic <laughs> um stylings. Jeez.
2: Because we have talked about it often, and there will be no one uh, ever named Mike Pence again. And it is only Mika Ponce or Mika Poon. Uh, it's
1: only Mika Pants and. <laughs> care Cousin, if you're listening, <laughs> I hope you are. It is now Mika Poonce and to care Cousin from now on and only. So we told you all about Kamala Harris on our episode from last week called Jojo and Kiki 2020. If you missed it, go back and listen because her story is so profoundly inspiring. And the episode is fire because we play the clip of us inventing the team of Jojo and Kiki way back in June of last year. In the episode, we told you about how Kamala Harris's modern family created a group called Cactus cultural awareness come together unity session which took all the children in her huge blended family on trips every weekend to museums and cultural centers around the bay area here is the pre-show interview with kamala harris's longtime childhood friend who was in that little cactus group and the story she told was too genius to be left out some of what we talk about some of this national discussion about senator harris whether it jives with what you know of her as a person whether the public story we're all INVOLVED IN NOW um, MATCHES WHAT YOU KNOW OF HER um, AS A FRIEND.
5: IT ABSOLUTELY DOES. SO, um, Pamela, THE PERSON THAT YOU ALL SEE AND HEAR IS THE SAME EXACT PERSON I HAVE GROWN UP WITH MY ENTIRE LIFE. Um, SHE HAS ALWAYS BEEN VERY KIND, um, GIVING, AND JUST A FUN PERSON, um, EXTREMELY SMART. AND AS A CHILD, SHE WAS HAPPY um you know kamala and i as children we were the ones that were that would uh you know go to parks and um swing on swings and slides and our mothers would take us to um you know to the theater and to multicultural events and um so we were always very active and she has not changed she is still the same humble beautiful person inside and out that she has always been. Uh, It's really great to talk with
9: you. Um, Thank you so much uh, for being here, Stacey. And the question I would have for you, you know, in a group of friends, especially little kid friends, and you're a a kindergarten uh, beginning friend um, of Kamala Harris, there's always that friend that's like the party motivator, that like gets everybody else organized to do stuff. And then there are the friends that are like, I'm going along because they have set up the party, right? So, there, you know, there's always the friend that always says, yes, I'm going to hang out, I'm going to do the thing that you've organized, and then there's the motivator friend. Which of those kinds of friends was she?
5: Pamela has always been the leader. She, you know, dances to her own beat. She's always been courageous. Um, she's always, as a child even, uh, stood up for what was right. Um, you know, when we were little in kindergarten there was um this boy that had taken my art project and thrown it on the ground broke it and kamala um you know she got in between him and me and said some words and you know stood up to him and he picked up a rock or a piece of a brick and hit her very very hard on the head to the point where there was blood and her mom had to come to the school from work and take her to the hospital and to this day she still has a permanent scar over her forehead. So Kamala has always, you know, had a voice for those that may not have a voice and has always stood up for what is right. And that man's name was Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> <laughs> if you want some WAP, go to
1: Google Kamala Harris Brett Kavanaugh hearing and try Ooh. and go change your underwear.
2: That was just a an interesting story with her friend
1: yeah, and you want to hear that somebody was the same for basically not that she didn't evolve or whatever, but she was a fun, humble, powerful person from the from the get go. You know what I mean? She stood up for her friends. She was always about justice. She had justice internal inside of her. Yep. She wasn't gonna have that fucking, and she wasn't afraid. She and she had a a boy. <laughs> Ugh hit her in the head with a brick like or whatever
2: like and she that person is a psychopath i don't (laughs) even care that is a psychopath you i don't care what grade you're in you're gonna pick up a brick and bash somebody in the head with it boy or girl like you are a fucking psychopath sir i'm sorry just hearing she's happy yeah and she was a fun person like she's she's fucking awesome
1: she's just a fucking awesome awesome Awesome. Uh, awesome Okay, so finally, all the ladies in Kamala Harris's life, her sister, her niece, and her stepdaughter, all got
2: together to send her a message of love. And the shit is so fucking touching, we can't even deal with ourselves. If you have time, please go to YouTube and watch it so you can see the visuals. She's so pretty, and you can see the kindness shining in her eyes when she talks to people. The very last shot of the package is a picture of her so fucking beautiful and comforting i told julie that i want to have it in my life i need it in my life i'm not sure if i should just order a print and then frame it should i get it on a shirt is that like weird and belittling should we put it in an app and turn it into a painting and then frame it should we hire someone to paint it i just feel like she's so captivating in the picture That painting the picture is Mm -hmm. not going to do it justice Mm because you've got to see she's touched. She has her hand over her heart like someone has just said something nice to her. It's her eyes are so like it's just something about the way her eyes make me feel so good. Yeah. It's just the look in her eyes. And her smile. Yeah.
1: The eyes with the smile.
3: (laughs) Kamala Harris is my auntie.
1: My stepmom.
3: My big sister,
1: which means you'll always be my older sister. And there are some things we'd like to share with you. To my brother and me, you'll always be Mamala, the world's greatest stepmom.
3: You're my role model, who taught me I could do and be anything I wanted. My very first friend, my confidant, my partner in mischief and in justice. You're a rock, not just for our dad, but for three
1: generations of our big blended family.
3: You showed me the importance of public service and made sure I grew up surrounded by smart, strong, ambitious women every day. Growing up, heaven help the poor kid
10: who picked on me because my big sister would be there in a flash ready to have my back. Well, now we've got your back as you and Joe fight to protect our democracy.
1: And there's no union more perfect than the one that brings us all to your kitchen table every Sunday night for stir fry, feta chicken, or spaghetti and meatball family
3: dinners. And now that I'm a mom, you're showing my daughters and so many girls around the world who look like them what's possible and what it's like to move through the world as fierce, formidable, phenomenal women in their own unique way. I love you, I admire you,
10: I am so proud of you. And even though Mommy's not here to see her first daughter step into history, the entire nation will see in your strength, your integrity, your intelligence, and your optimism, the
3: values that she raised us with. We love you, Mamala. We're so proud of you, Auntie. You mean the world to us, Kamala. And we could not be more excited to share you with the world as the next, as the next
11: vice
2: president, vice president of the United States. (laughs) There's the picture. Uh, You know, Um, they lost their mom. She lost her mom. She doesn't have her mom now. This is it's it's honestly it's if it's that sad that John Lewis simply doesn't get to see Kamala Harris make history as you know the first female vice president the first black vice president the fact that her mother doesn't get to see is just heartbreaking yes and so it makes the video that much more profound
1: and look at all the the her niece and her I know the stepdaughter or whatever like the the women that the girls that she's um, mentored and inspired even her sister like they're and the little girls that she has in her life now, too. And I just want to say that her niece, who called her auntie, the one who said auntie, used the word, I believe, very pointedly and specifically and said ambitious women. She said you, it's okay to make us ambitious women or that it's okay to be an ambitious woman because one of the... Um, Criticisms right. of Kamala Harris Is that she's ambitious And that she's using this somehow With because of her ambition And if I may Yeah
11: exactly. w- What is your
1: point? Uh, yeah, They're all what? ambitious It is so dumb and sexist And ridiculous I just wanted to acknowledge that I Heard and saw you yeah. say that <laughs> And I yeah. Applaud you for it because yeah. it is okay To be ambitious Ugh. So last but not least, Joy Reid is our queen. And we feel some bizarre and inappropriate connection with her because she got her show AM Joy on MSNBC right around the same time we started our podcast. And even though in four years, Joy made history by being the first black woman to host a cable news show in primetime, and we still have the same 14 listeners, we feel universally, cosmically connected to her. And more importantly, we believe in everything she has to say. (laughs) She rarely has an opinion or philosophy that doesn't line up exactly with our own. And this was her take on the 2020 Democratic Convention,
9: and she slayed. Well, I'm am, I am in a different place, as you said, because I'm, I'm a lifelong Democrat. Um, I worked on a couple of presidential campaigns. I did drop the mic after my tiny role in the Obama campaign of 08. <laughs> it was like, I will never go near another campaign. This is it. I'm retiring. <laughs> yeah. um, but so I, as, an, as a political operative, I do look at it, a former political operative, I could look at it from that standpoint. But for me, it's all personal. I mean, this is a huge accomplishment for this country. I mean, think about the fact that this entire convention thus far... I think is such an affirmation of what America can be and what it has become and the distance we've come. We're in the 400 year, you know, commemoration of the 1619 arrival of enslaved people, 16 enslaved uh, people from Africa in this country. And look at what we've done. Mm. We elected a black man as president who then puts an older white man from <laughs> I think he's not even, is he greatest generation? I mean, he's from, I think, the silent generation, right? He's born in 1942, so he's a real baby. He's pre-Boomer. He's pre-Boomer, and he picks this pre-Boomer man who says, I'm gonna go ahead and be second. To this black guy mm-hmm. and then that guy turns around and picks the first woman who's not just the first black woman but the first uh, Asian American woman and who's also got that Caribbean root, which I share so I'm extremely proud and all of our Caribbean folks are extremely proud of that she's got the little Jamaican in there <laughs> and you know the fact that we could do that and that assembled at this convention was you know, American Samoa got to show out, mm-hmm. and all of our you know, Kansas was also equally showing out, mm-hmm. and we saw everything from the you know the cornfields out west to like you know Maryland where we're like. Harriet Tubman, you know? Yeah. It, that is actually the potential America has always had. And they didn't intend to have it. The men who formed this country had no intention of even making their wives m- a little more than property. Like they were fine with their own wives being basically property. And they accidentally created a country that can have this convention. I'm proud of this country because of what I'm seeing. Mm. Forget the partisan part of it, forget being a Democrat, Republican, it doesn't matter. I think anyone who cares about America and who loves this country should feel extremely proud of the vision that we've seen of what America has the potential to be if we let it.
1: So that's it for our very special 2020 Democratic National Convention special.
2: Thank you guys for listening. We love you all so much. And we are so grateful for all 14 of you, especially now. Please consider joining our Patreon podcast if you haven't yet. It's $1 for one podcast a week and $2 for two podcasts a week. They're both an hour. They can definitely be hit or miss as far as content. But there's no ads, no politics, and no pressure to join the Patreon. It's just us pulling shit out of our asses and discussing it. One time, we gave away a, a pork rind <laughs> that I stole off of set that Cardi B had taken a bite of. Can you believe Cardi B? That's right. And, and now we're and now Mamau would kill to get that pork rind back. I stole a pork rind <laughs> from her pork rind bag and we did a drawing mm. and we gave the Cardi B pork rind away. <laughs> I shipped it in a <laughs> giant box filled with peanuts mm. so the pork rind didn't smash. I'm talking about a box that could fit like bigger, than, it could fit two full co- size coffee makers in it to ship a single pork rind in a plastic bag labeled Cardi B pork rind. <laughs> this is what we're doing on this podcast. This is the groundbreaking and that was in 2018. So, you know, Mm. if that sounds like something you're into, Or if you feel like you might like listening to something with no structure or consistency, (laughs) then check it out. If nothing else, you'll be distracted from your own life thinking how annoying and insufferable and tone deaf we are.
1: That's right. And right now it's important that we all spend part of every day plugged in and paying attention and contributing to fight for racial equality in whatever way that means for you. But it's also important to set aside a little time to disconnect and do something harmless and mindless. And there's nothing more mindless than our Patreon podcast. So if you want to try it out, go to www.patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics and scroll down to the episode from September 11th, which is unlocked and free to listen to.
2: And if you like it, then you can sign on up and join. Also, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please, please, please leave us a review if you haven't yet. We like to look like we have more than 14 listeners when we are trying to book the big guests. <laughs> Getting people in politics to do a comedy podcast is way harder than getting reality show people or actors. Actors will go to the opening of a fucking tampon just to promote their new stupid Zoom cooking show. (laughs) You don't even have to write a review. Just hit two stars and don't write anything. It'll take you five seconds. And if you don't listen on Apple Podcasts, good for you. We despise those star-fucking, tax-avoiding, sweatshop-loving douchebags. Anyway, and as always, it's been real and it's been fun.
1: But mostly, it's been gay and it's been dumb.
2: Wops in the White House! (laughs)
12: How'd you do I? See you've met my faithful handyman He's just a little broad dine Because when you knocked He thought you were the candy man Don't get strung up By the way I look don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the lot of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Let me play with Simon, you look black, like you're both pretty groovin'. Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal, we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. from transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Head Hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite, transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> So, come up to the left